Welcome to the Grow Money Mindset Podcast, where we believe in the power of the mind and the potential of wealth. I'm your host, Ida Shabans, entrepreneur, property investor, and financial literacy advocate. I've walked the path to financial freedom, built multi-million dollar businesses, and amassed a property portfolio worth over $10 million. Now I'm here to share my knowledge, my experiences, and my insights to help you unlock your own wealth potential. Hey guys, so I wanted to um, do a podcast where it was a little bit more personal and I could actually provide you guys with, with as much information and support as possible. And I really want this platform to sort of become something where you can write in and ask me questions around things that you need help and support with right now. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram or email and write in with the heading, ask Ida anything. And at least once a month, I can do a deep dive into one of these questions. So guys, I had a fantastic question come through and um, I'm going to read that one out. So the question came through from Kayla in Brisbane. She asked, how do you actually know when to sell or when you should hold onto property? And she said, property is mainly my question, but what about stocks as well? So I love, absolutely love this question because I think it's a super important one, but it is quite loaded when we're talking about person to person. But what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to really look at answering this as a blanket rule, guys. So without having, like, as soon as she asked me this question, I think I rattled off about 20 other questions back to her about, you know, where is this coming from? Do you have an asset that you're looking at selling? And I just kept going back and forth and I was like, this is going to be too hard unless you're well, wanting to come onto the show and do a live podcast with me. And guys, I would absolutely love that. I would love to help you solve any any scenario that you that you have completely live. And I think that is going to be very powerful for the audience. But in this case, I'm just going to answer it more of a blanket rule. So thank you so much, Kayla, for asking this question, especially right now. I get asked this question a lot. So without going into too much deep information around personal information what i thought would be helpful is if i kind of guide you guys through some of the questions that i would be asking that way what you can do is is pretty much write down these questions and then go through them yourself so let's go through the first question that i asked now whenever you are buying any type of asset the first thing you need to ask yourself before you buy an asset is what are my goals so you should be thinking about personally, what are your goals short-term and long-term? And, and that's you personally, financially, and for your own well-being. Now, the property or the stocks or the asset would just be the product that you are using to help you get there, whether it's to help you get there faster or smarter. An asset is just a means to enable you to have the financial freedom to do the things that you want to do. But every single person has different goals and different requirements. So you need to ask yourself before you buy a property, what are my goals? And, and then from what are my short and long-term goals, then will you know what type of asset to buy? On the flip side of that, what you need to be looking at is 
when I'm selling, why am I selling? Now, we always want to revisit, go back to our goals. So the thing I ask clients is, well, what was the reason you purchased this asset in the first place? Okay. And where are we in your life cycle of achieving those goals? So if the goal for purchasing the property was something like to, um, you know, initially have this as your forever home, or was it a stepping stone into the next thing, or was it purely an investment property? Now, the answer to those questions and where your goal sits, so for example, you might your goal might have been to retire at a certain age. You might be getting close to that retirement age now, and therefore selling may be an option. So when we look at what your goals are and whether you should sell the stocks or the property, the most important thing is that you need to go back to your goals just because the market is changing. And let me tell you, the market is always changing. Property works in cycles. Shares, stocks, crypto works in cycles. If you buy at the right time, you will ride that way through a positive cycle of an upward trend. If you buy at the at the top, then you will ride that down. But that does not mean the property will not recover and then go through another growth phase or shares, right? If you sell at the wrong time, being when it is not the good time, when the when it's pretty much absolutely at the bottom or coming down, coming down will be the worst time to sell. Timing is everything. So when you want to sell a property, make sure you're selling it at the right time. And the only reason people ever lose money in property or stocks is because they sell at the wrong time. And they sell the asset because they're feeling the pinch if they're selling at the wrong time. They sell the asset because they they couldn't afford to hold it. Now, I understand situations change. And 100%, if you can't afford something, you should not be going through stress and holding on to it. But if you do your numbers properly, you should never be selling it because you can't afford that asset anymore. Stocks and crypto are the same. But stocks and crypto work in a different cycle. For example, you can you can work on lower terms, so seven to ten years for property, and then you're looking at some some crypto ones could be three years and some stocks could be five. But you need to know what you're investing in and what those cycles are. In my opinion, you only sell any asset if you are actually upgrading or it's helping you fulfill your goal, right? So the second that leads me to the second question. The second question is, has something changed, right? That is the second question I ask a client. Why are you looking at selling this asset? Has something changed for you personally that now requires you to sell this asset? Now, if something has changed, is selling the best option? So some reason something could have changed is your income's reduced, you're looking at moving um, out of the asset and you want to now move somewhere else. Now, that leads me to the third question. Do you actually need to sell or can you use the equity in the property or can you actually now turn that property into an investment property? The amount of people that I have come across that didn't even think about, oh, my God, okay, yeah, I could actually just turn this into an investment property and it doesn't cost me as much as it cost me to live in the property. 
so many people don't realize the actual total benefits that you receive from owning an investment property. You actually get the tax incentives and you also get the tenant. And 100% of all the costs, including the interest on the loan, is tax deductible on an investment property. So when you do the numbers, owning an asset as an investment property does not cost you anywhere as much as living in it. So quite often, could you keep the asset? Remembering what I said in the first instance, the property should be held long term. All investments should be held long term. The longer you hold the asset, the more money you'll make. And in the end, if the whole plan of it is to help your future retirement, you really want to hold the asset right to till you're about to retire. Again, the only time you should sell the asset is because you're upgrading the asset or it's helping you fulfill another goal in your, in your um, short or long-term goals, right? So when we're looking at selling the property versus keeping the property, something else that people often look at is like they'll get an offer on their investment or their asset when they weren't thinking about it. So in this instance, um, I believe that Kayla was thinking about um, this investment property that they were going to spend a lot of money renovating. Now, the renovation costs were going to be above 900000 and they'd received an offer on the property at around 975000 So they were saying, you know, should we, should we just take the money or are we looking at um, should we keep the asset and, and renovate that asset? Now, what I would say is, again, what was your initial reason for buying the property? Was the initial reason to just hold something that you would have the ability for your future? So the question always goes back to number one. So I would say things like, do you actually need to sell this asset or can you increase the value of that investment property without selling? So increasing the value of spending 900000 would that actually be a good idea or would that be overcapitalizing on that asset as well? So is there comparable properties in the area to support a 1.8 or actually you want it to be more if you're going through that exercise, over 2 million? Is there sales in the area to support a $2 million resale? Because if there's not, you really don't want to be going and doing such a major, major development on a existing dwelling if you're not going to come out on top, right? That doesn't mean you can't do it later and it doesn't mean you can't improve that asset and it doesn't mean you can't access equity. So you could just access the equity in property and put it towards something else. So if you wanted to upgrade your home, you could do that. Um, you could buy other investments or you can actually access the equity and look at putting it into other forms of investment. So you don't need to sell to realize the equity that you've now got in that property. The other thing would be for Kayla would be to think about, um, you know, could you do other smaller renovations that wouldn't be 900,000 that would still increase the value of that property? So I don't know what your ultimate goals were because we haven't covered that. But what I would say is, if you're just looking at increasing the equity, um, increasing the value, but still holding the asset, you may be able to add a bedroom, add a bathroom, car parking, uh, improve the kitchen, but simply adding a bedroom or a bathroom would have a significant increase in terms of the rental and the resale and the current value. So 
adding a bathroom and adding a uh, bedroom would not cost you $900,000 generally. So there's some other ways that you could consider it. Now, with the shares, is there anything you can do to realize you can actually borrow against your share portfolio, whether that's crypto or um, traditional stocks, you can borrow, but the percentage that you can borrow against those assets is lower than 50% generally. I know in crypto, during the bull markets, there are a lot of ways you can leverage your current crypto into other assets or borrow against it but i would always with stocks or crypto or shares in any form i would always look at keeping your lvr like 50 percent if you can because it's a much more volatile market so the other thing to think about which i touched on earlier is where are we in the cycle so when considering selling anything make sure you know where you are are you at the top of the market in terms of the cycle are you at the boom or the bust or are you anywhere in between that if we think of the property cycle as a clock that's what we're looking at so you don't really want to be selling on a downward and you don't really want to be selling at the absolute bottom but and and if you want to sell you want to time your sale so that you're at the rising and the top of the market so we have seen property in um, Australia really go through a recent boom in most, most capital cities. There are capital cities um, and cities everywhere that are still going through those booms and will continue to go through those booms due to a lot of infrastructure projects. And then we've also got the Olympics coming up. So there is a lot of talk that that, that continued growth will sustain in Queensland and some other cities. Um, and then we've got the housing shortage and the rental crisis. So there's a lot of things that is pushing those house prices up. But we have, you know, we are going to see that level out. And in different cities, we are seeing that property is already at the bottom coming up. So remember, in Australia, our property cycle um, is different in each major capital city. So it doesn't all move at the same rate. You could have Victoria at the bottom, New South Wales at the top. Queensland on the rise and I'm not saying that's where we are now but that's what I'm saying it's different so you don't apply one story you've read just for where you are because it could be completely inaccurate but ultimately as an investor you want to sell at the top of any market crypto property and shares you want to sell at the top and quite often a strategy to use especially in stocks is when you have made your money and this is the difference between property and and uh, crypto or shares is that you know when you do double your money or make that money a lot of people will pull out the money they've made and leave half in or have a percentage that they leave in and pull out it's very important when you're trading to make sure you realize some of those profits or the market could shift again and you could be completely out so for me, I am investing in multiple different types of asset forms. I obviously love property very much, but I have invested in crypto and other shares and obviously invest heavily in business. So that's a lot around that timing of when you're buying, when you're selling. But if you don't know what you're doing and you're investing in assets, all you need to do is buy in the best area you can in a capital, in an area that is secure it's got all of those tick points and if you want to know what they are i talk about our four ingredients that make the property the best property if we're talking about the four ingredients of the best cocktail 
property cocktail that is, head over and register for my next property workshop. I talk about what to look for in a property. But if you're buying the right property and you hold the property and you hold that over the long term, you guys, you sh you know, over those cycles, you do well. Everything that you hold on to long term does well, as long as you don't sell it at the wrong time. So the other thing to consider also if you're trying to work out if I should buy, um, hold or sell is to really look at comparing your holding costs versus your selling costs, okay? Your holding costs are anything to do with having the property. So rates, water, insurances, interest, repayments on the loan um, and uh, any accounting fees, any other associated fees, body corporate, management fees, they're all your holding costs. Your selling cost is how much does it cost for you to list and market the property, right? Marketing is so important. And the marketing costs for all of these online platforms has gone up significantly. So you could be spending, you know, you should pretty much be budgeting three to five grand on your marketing um, minimum, <laughs> depending on where you're selling. But you've got selling costs, you've got um, solicitors costs associated in with that as well. So and then if it's an investment property, your capital gains taxes and any taxes that you have to pay. So make sure you're actually coming out on top after you pay out the mortgage um, and it's worth going through that process as well. So that kind of really gives you guys a really uh, big summary of what the process is that I would go through for clients. And if you if you missed that, I would go back, re-watch this um, and actually write down those points. If you're struggling anywhere or you're still not sure and you're still trying to compare, you know, different things around renovating, how much you should spend, that whole thing is something I do a lot with clients because it's so important not to sell at the wrong time, guys. It's so important not to overcapitalize on your investments and it's so important that you know that that the investment property needs to fit in with your goals. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope you found this discussion around when to sell versus hold insightful. And thank you so much again, Kayla, for writing in with that amazing question. Ultimately, this is all to just provide you guys with some tips and some questions to really ask yourself. I have not actually gone through any of your personal information and I haven't done that with Kayla either. So if you want to actually sit down with me, reach out. If you want to speak to me about your own personal situation, please do so. And remember, you can register for my workshop at growevents.com.au. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have enjoyed this episode, guys, please hit the subscribe button, rate me and review the show. And don't forget to share it with your network. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to dive into so much more, so much more around property, some of my personal tips on how I, and what I do to stay motivated. Guys, thanks so much and I look forward to sharing more.